If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Form. The days of not knowing what to buy, where to get it, and how to use it are over. The Form collection minimizes guesswork and makes hair care simple by offering personal regimens specifically designed for individual hair needs. It's the first women's prestige hair care collection that's as versatile, uncompromising, and as beautiful as you. Go to formbeauty.com forward slash the friend zone to get 10% off, free shipping, and your first purchase, and a free form mini when you spend over $50. That's formbeauty.com forward slash the friend zone. Get personal with form. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. I'm in the zone. Here's the key. Sorry. That's when you know Katie Reed is in the building. Yo, they would have died if she was really here, too. Do you know, I was listening back to six episode. I couldn't even make it 10 minutes in with your butt. That's so crazy, man. Talking I, about, ooh, I can't even do it. I love all of that New Orleans bounce culture. So it's like funny and it makes my heart smile. <laughs> And all week I've been getting text messages, tweets, everything about the Katie Katie Siren and Frida's (laughs) warrior call. So I just feel good to be here. Whoa! Yeah. You know, I was with Jade um, and she, uh, Noah was singing songs and Jade was making the bounce version of everything. <laughs> Noah was frustrated. She's just like, no. Shout out to Noah having to put up with her mom. Right. And now Jade is uh, binging Big Frida. So that'll be funny to hear her takes. You know, Jade is hilarious. My sister's watching too. Oh like, my God. You got everybody binging. It's so good. I'm like, glad though. I hope we get yes, hella traffic so yes. that it'll be more okay. and more and more seasons. Shout Shout out to Big Frida and shout, shout out, out to, to Tootie. Frida. Happy belated birthday, Tootie. Oh, toots. cute. And Girl, she, down. <laughs> doesn't she have a show in Brooklyn coming up? December yes, 15th, I yes, think. Something like that oh, yes. coming up soon. Uh, you know I would I'm love be, 
to be if in the I'm building. If I'm in New York, yes. I am there. Yeah, so we going. If yes, because yes. I've never experienced a live Ooh. show from Ooh. Big Feet. Have Wait. you seen one? No, oh and I want to go. How much fun would that be? Yes. Be lit. Ass shaking out. A whole lot of, whole lot of, whole lot of ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's where we'll be, Big Feet. We'll meet you there. Yes, we will, baby. So how are your weekends, guys? You know, my weekend was A to the Uno. Uh, I had a very good weekend. Worked my ass off this weekend and decided that I ain't working no more for the rest of the week. So happy turkey day. My turkey <laughs> is stuffed. Don't ask me to do shit for the rest of the week to whom it may or may not even yet concern. <laughs> I ain't doing nothing. It's a holiday season time, and I am so happy. And all I know is just like uh, Brandon Williams. Shout out to Brandon. His Twitter name is too confusing, but he's really <laughs> funny on Twitter. And he tweeted a clip. Speaking of Big Frida, it was a screen grab from, remember the holiday commercial Big Frida did? Yes. With like the, the snow falling. Mm-hmm. And Brandon said, mood after 1225 at 12 midnight. <laughs> so as soon as midnight strikes on Thursday and it becomes Black Friday, it's holiday season. <laughs> I'm so excited, y'all. Oh, and before we move on, I mm-hmm. just want to say Congratulations to Dustin. Friends. She's so sweet. We were at his Out Magazine uh, slash Cadillac slash Emil uh, Wilbekin, oh, yes. right? Honoring yes. Dustin as the torch was passed down Thank to you him so much, as Emil Wilbekin's new company called Native Sun. And yes. it's like honoring men in media, black men. And I just mm-hmm. thought it was really beautiful. Dustin gave an amazing speech. He was so poised and Thank clear you, and it was awesome. I was so proud of you. You Thank look so, you so cute much. with your fur. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to put you know, out all the stops on them, huh? Yeah. Had to add a little nigga. <laughs> you know, but yes, it, it was, was very, very cool. I was very proud honor. to see you. Yeah. Thank you, friend. That makes me feel so good. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm just overwhelmed. So, <laughs> thank you so much. It was such a beautiful experience partnering with Out Magazine and the wonderful team at Cadillac. Um, and Emil Wilbekin and his Native Son organization feels good to be in that seat, and I'm excited to just do good work and make them proud. So and make sure you guys grab a copy. Is yes. it, is it the one with Lena Waithe, yep. or were there different it's, covers? There's, there's different covers. Okay. So I think there's four different covers, but Got it's you. the Out 100 issue. Got you. So okay, yeah. so everyone grab that, and Get you guys did. Lena you guys did right <laughs> that one <laughs> that way, and you guys did an amazing job at leaving Man, the fist. My people. Under the through. Out magazine, Dustin showed me. We were at the event, and there was like 300 yes. fists, comments. There's, so there's literally over a 1,000 now Are on you each kidding picture me? that has me in it. Oh, I my just, God. Like, the way that you guys came through, I love that. Yo, I love you guys so much. Thank Man, you. Yes, Out magazine loves it, and you're getting a spotlight because your Are fists you are so noticeable. <laughs> like, everybody, you can just see. just the. It's just amazing. So thank you. Thank, thank you, you. guys. Thank you. That love is the sweetest. Yeah. What about you, Asante? Well, I am very sorry that I could not be there because, you know, I really wanted to be there. But mm-hmm. I missed it to see Janet Jackson perform, which was my first time seeing the Jackson How perform. How was that? It was bomb. Janet still got it. Like, it never left. It was never a question. Like, she, honestly, if the Super Bowl said, Janet, we want you to come perform, I wish you'd be like, yes, but not with not with Justin. Like, I'm a Jackson still. Like, yeah. like I, I've turned shit since, like, and just do it her damn self. But Janet, A1, like day one, it was bomb. That was awesome. I got to go out to L.A. this weekend and kick it. Um, partied with the Reed as we did the live show. So that was awesome. Um, so much love out in L.A. on the West Coast. Shout out to everybody that went up to Alex and was like, so um, when are we going to have the friends on in L.A.? 
because I always tell people to do that, and a lot of people did that, and she was getting annoyed by that, which means hopefully we'll be Job in LA well soon. Done. <laughs> right, which hopefully means we'll be in LA soon. So shout out to everybody that came out to sh- uh, support and show love for that. And my weekend was amazing until I got that phone call that my place might have potentially been on fire. Uh, luckily, my place was not on fire, but my heart does go out to the people. There was a fire um, on 145th, 145th and Broadway. Um, really, like, legendary block. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in that hood. Um, the I just feel really bad for all the families that are not going to be able to spend Thanksgiving in their home. So I just Was wanna... this fire on Thursday? Um, I think it no, was No, Friday? On, yeah, I think it was on Friday. Wow. I just realized that I smelled it. Wow. It just hit me because I remember coming out of the train. I won't say it was stop, obviously, because right. you guys don't know where I live. But I came out and I was like looking around for a good five minutes because I oh. was like, there is a fire. Somewhere. That's, somewhere. Was, yeah. You know when it's that smell, like you can't confuse that smell. But I was in the train station, so that's crazy that we smelled yeah, that it down there. Because nice. I was looking around like, let me get off of this That could have been somebody's feet. <laughs> you know, down in the train station, it gets real. Not you down in the saying? train station. <laughs> and, and it, it, was, it was a Friday, too. So. Shout out <laughs> to nigga Choo Choo. Okay. <laughs> but outside of that, we doing great over here, Fred. How was your I'm weekend? You, man. My yes, weekend, Fred. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. It was my first full weekend home by yes, myself I was so happy that I, like y'all don't even understand so what I did was I focused on home improvement projects that I've been wanting to do you know when you've been wanting Check like that repaint list. that room yeah. I have like these Moroccan puffs in my living room that are like deflated now from people sitting on them <laughs> I wanted to like I went to Michael's craft <laughs> store no 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 it's like the leather one um, they're super cute. And I went to Michael's craft store to uh-huh. get the like filling, you know, like uh-huh. those little things that you've you been never putting really on. You never find the time because yeah. there's such small details, but I focused on the details this weekend and I feel really good. How my the Rocket Puffs looking girl? They look so they're cute. Puffed up with they're pride. puffed up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that was my weekend. It was just uh, focusing on the things that I finally could fix. That's but good. yeah. So, do you guys want to jump into this week's show? I'm ready. Nice. Right? Let's jump into the recap. So, on last week's show, titled Secure the Bag, we discussed the movie The Founder, which a lot of you were tweeting me and were as mortified as I was. Um, We also discussed Big Frida and the changes on her show with her staff and her friends and her dancers and her management, tied it all in together into our lives and those of you listening and how we have to be mindful of who we collaborate with, who we work with, whose visions we allow to uh, integrate into our visions and just business, the role that business plays and friendships, all those different layers and levels. You guys, as usual, had a lot to say. So Asante, who stood out to you? I want to shout out Caroline in the emails. She said she loved this week's episode. While you were talking about the McDonald's brothers, it made me think of the How I Built It episode by the founder of Chipotle, Steve Ellis. Did you know Chipotle, excuse me, did you know McDonald's made the biggest investment that allowed Chipotle to scale? And by 2005, they owned almost 90% of the company. But the Chipotle founders realized that their visions were too different, and they ended up dropping McDonald's as a major partner. Oh, shit. Recent salmonella issues aside, the right call for the company. Better salmonella for using fresh ingredients than french fries that never decomposed. Mm-mm. <laughs> I mean, 
I don't know. You just know this particular- has me thinking. Uh, about what in particular? And this could be a problematic thing to say, so let me use the word allegedly before we get sued. But I remember when Chipotle kept getting all these I sound... Gonna- I-, I remember I- saying out loud, they have to be... Black, like someone's blackmailing them. Maybe there's a deal that went wrong. I remember saying that out loud. I did not know <laughs> that they had partnered and then dropped. So, you know, something to think about. Allegedly, right. I'm not making any claims because I don't know. But it's kind of ironic <laughs> Look, <laughs> considering yes. what we discussed on last week's episode. They weren't even hitting on this on that point, but when you do say that, mm-hmm. that does put Connecting into contact. Connecting the dots. Especially because it's McDonald's. So for you to be like, oh, no, never mind. We good over here. They're like, bitch, we're McDonald's. You don't tell us. <laughs> exactly. And no, like, fucking shit up. Um, anyway. Because remember Chipotle was like, every week it was like something new going something on with new, this shit. fungus, mold, salmonella. And they had been on top. Like, I remember everybody I was Everyone like, Chipotle. loved Chipotle. And then the minute I ain't been back since. See, See? the minute I mean, you see more of them, and that bullshit came out. Damn, I hope that's not what happened. The what food else? too wet to be going in there. And they got <laughs> they got health issues. You know what I'm saying? When food is wet, you already my my cleanliness senses be a little heightened anyway. And shit like the food wet, so I don't know. You really got to make sure I don't nothing touch each other. And, you know the spoons don't. You know they sit that they Doesn't love putting a spoon in a cup of water, don't they? They swear that they make you feel like it's clean. We put the spoon in hot water, bitch. That water dirty. Shit, get a new one. They be doing that at Waffle House. See what I mean? So I don't know. I just once I heard about that health <laughs> shit and I thought about you know the wet food I'm like nah chorizo what is that what chorizo is that? I'm like nah bruh so, <laughs> God bless them though cause it used to be good it really was good they were on top of the world alright then well Caroline also wrote in the corporate world especially in tech where things are so unstructured and undefined it's easy to plateau in your career progression yes and if you don't trust your manager and often additional senior people with your vision of where you want to go until recently, I thought just doing a great job would be good enough. But when everyone you work with is doing a great job, working quietly is only good enough to be passed over because everyone assumes you're happy with the way things are. The toughest part is getting a clear career vision and being comfortable with committing to something that will likely change. But that's another podcast, I think. Love from Dublin. Well, I love so, that. Thank you, Caroline. Dublin. You hit on a lot of cool things Such there. Such a great so. point. Caroline. Caroline. Because we don't want to turn down shows out in Dublin now, okay? <laughs> and I think that is a hard part of uh, being a creator, is being okay with the fact that your vision may have to be modified in order to be great. Yes. You have to be okay with that because you can't be a stubborn bull from beginning to end. Oh, okay. So, good point. I really love that. We definitely have to revisit that. What about you, friend? What would you find? Um, on SoundCloud, Jerron Merchant said, My roomie and I watched The Founder and had two completely different reactions. I'm an illustrator animator, and she's a corporate businesswoman boss lady. Uh-oh. She thought it was brilliant the way he took McDonald's and made it the billion-dollar franchise that it is today. Meanwhile, I'm on the other side of the couch mortified. The movie showed me that even though it's nice to have someone come along and enhance your vision, it's still critical for you to learn the business behind whatever it is that you do. Mm. That way, when someone does come along to, quote-unquote, help you, you have some information to lean on rather than being left to look like Boo Boo the Fool. Mm. Too many people get finessed because they lack the business knowledge to see when they're being hustled. The lack of business knowledge is usually why people get finessed out of their dreams. And I agree. Sad but true. 
It's sad. Oh, and I had to make a correction. The brothers were not from the South. They were from Southern California. Mm. So had to make that correction. Well, that's still the South of something. Of so they, something. They was reaching. <laughs> okay. You were still right. It's still right. somebody South, damn it. <laughs> um, but yes, I like I said, I was amazed at when I was reading people's comments about it and just reviews, people being like, inspiring film about the power of business. And I was like, this is a terrible movie. I'm going to learn how to take shit too. Right? <laughs> you know, and actually someone brought that up too, which I thought was amazing where someone said that they were reading a study where most of the like CEOs and biggest Fortune 500 people tend to be narcissists. Like it's a study. I wish I could find it. Maybe I'll find it while Dustin's reading his, but I thought that was a good comment that someone actually left on the SoundCloud too. Um, let's see if I can find it. Actually, yes, here it is. AKA Little Voice on SoundCloud says, What Fran said about Ray Kroc admitting to desperately wanting to take the McDonald's brothers' creation and power um, in the wrong hands is a really important point. It's said that many corporate leaders have narcissistic and or psychopathic personalities. Wow. Apart from tr- And then she links an article on Forbes, so definitely look that up. Um, And she says, apart from trusting your instincts and being steadfast in your vision, you have to be aware that various kinds of personalities exist in all parts of life. Otherwise, you may be trying to work with this type of person to get to point B and working with a completely different playbook. I hope that's not what's happening with Big Frida and Wilberto. Wow. (laughs) What was her name again? A.K.A. Little Voice. I love it when, yeah, obviously she's educated and she's so Mm well-spoken. And I love it when people carry their sorority experience into, like, their post-collegiate life. Like how (laughs) she used her line name. I'm sure that was what her line name was. A.K.A. Little Voice. Oh, that is cute. I didn't think of that. I'm just playing. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking it might be. I always fall into his. <laughs> What'd you find in the Twitter streets, Dustin? Well, you know what? I've been down here in these streets, okay? I've been hanging around these streets on the corner. Shout out to Counting Crows, hanging around one of my all-time favorite songs. Dead. That's what I was bumping in these streets. Okay, first tweet goes to Julia Rose, who first impressed me with her Twitter name. It's Julia, W-H-O-O-L-I-A underscore. And her name is Julia Rose, so I love that. But she tweeted, y'all, my grandma made my uncle a pair of Crown Royal shorts with the bags from the bottom. Stop it. Skeleton emoji, skeleton emoji. And there's a pair of Crown Royal (laughs) boxer shorts made out of the bags. So I just thought that was so revolutionary and it was near and dear to my heart. So shout out to Julia. I want that to be a set. It needs to be a matching set. It absolutely does. Um, It looks like something the Q would wear. It does. And I'll be a a a frat party. I'll be the next letter then because I want me a pair. Um, shout out to Dead. who is Phoenix at, at who is underscore Phoenix, Phoenix Gale, who said friends on pod, Dustin, RIP to my grandmother. She low key put me on the big Frida and she attached the most heartwarming video of her grandmother dancing to. Do it, big Frida. Yes. <laughs> her grandmother saying, do oh, it, big Frida. So it's so cute. Um, I love that. Shout of all shout outs to, uh, Caleb Hall at Caleb J. Hall, C-A-L-E-B, um, who tweeted, Wes Goodman, who was just caught having sex with a man in his office, begged me to have sex with him and or his wife on several occasions while I went to school in Ohio. And he accompanied the, the tweet with screenshots of private Snapchat messages from Wes Goodman. Now, if you're not familiar with Wes Goodman, 
He was an anti-LGBT lawmaker, oh my Lord. very vocal Republican state rep who was known for his family value stance, and he was also just caught having sex mm. with a man in his office. He is married to a woman and has been quite vocal about silencing LGBT people in each and every way possible, and he was just caught literally with his pants down, red-handed, and probably read a couple other things, too. So I just want to give a shout-out to that. I love highlighting the hypocrisy. <laughs> his ass and his anus. Okay. <laughs> now, I also want to give a shout-out to Jasmine at J underscore, underscore, excuse me, Cole, C-H-O-L-E. And she tweeted, every time I see Kenya's dogs now, I think of, look at Dustin. I'm so sick of them damn dogs. They move too much. And they do. I forgot I had said that. And that's why I love being down in these Twitter streets. Because Kenya Moore's dogs, they're little like Yorkies. But they always move. Like, I have never in all the years she's been on that show with them dogs. Which, shout out to Quiet, because she was the first person with dogs. Did you see what her husband did to her? What? I've been taking care of you. Oh, Since no, now I'm talking about when he was leaving and the dog poop. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Dog <laughs> she was like, well, why did you pick it up on your well? He was so like, shout, shout out before we transition to that show. <laughs> shout out to this tweet um, who reminded me that I said Kenya Moore's dogs move too much. And the last tweet that I definitely want to highlight goes out to this girl who obviously took advantage of Twitter adding the ability to make your name so many characters because oh I have Not to open name. her profile to read her name. <laughs> oh, But we're just going to no. use her handle which is Rudy Huxtable but it's R-U-D-E-Y Huxtable <laughs> who tweeted a certain Jillian Fitzpatrick who is an author, and she wrote something on a website about Nicki Minaj wearing... what the, the article is titled, What Nicki Minaj Wore to Serena Williams' Wedding is Really Not Okay. And there's attached to it a picture that shows Rihanna, Beyonce, and Nicki Minaj so you together. you can tell photoshopped. It's obviously photoshopped, right? Well, you can tell, <laughs> and you can tell, I didn't even look and it I can tell... Ago. But Jillian Fitzpatrick couldn't tell and wrote an entire. Oh. Say it with me, y'all. Say it with me. One, two, no. three. Stink piece <laughs> or Nicki Minaj's outfit. And shout out to um, how embarrassed this girl who tweeted, "You were so giddy and hype to publicly condemn a black woman that you didn't even do your research to know this picture is photoshopped. You wrote an article on a photoshopped picture, ma'am." And tagged Jillian Fitzpatrick uh, in the tweet. So I just felt like that was absolutely the penultimate. <laughs> what is that one song Nicki Minaj with? be like? Thought you knew better. Do your fucking research. There you go, right there. <laughs> Art imitating life. So shout out to her and all the other dummies who take advantage of opportunities like that to have a voice and end up talking too damn much. <laughs> That's yes. what I found in Ooh, the Oh, I know streets. she must have been sick. I'm Salty. glad. I hope she's still in pain. <laughs> she must be Salty. sick. That's what you get. Put that your belly so to the earth you like Yanla said. <laughs> you know the Ken Barb's got that ass. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is, you're writing a whole article. We've already discussed journalism and, and fake yeah. news and fake images. <laughs> Why are you making that My Nicki Minaj face. <laughs> Salty's over here puckering his lips. <laughs> Uh, that's wild that she didn't even research that. Talk about wild thoughts. <laughs> that's probably her favorite song. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. I don't know if I can take it. Okay. Oh, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> so, on this week's episode. <laughs> yes. So, let's discuss. Did you guys see Eve, um, who is now one of the newest co hosts on. <laughs> 
I'm dead at you laughing. I didn't even say it yet. <laughs> no. Newest Coast uh, on The Talk. Hmm. Right? And it's talk. it's a CBS show that I think it airs on Wednesdays. It's daily. Monday through Friday. Live. Oh, it's daily. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Excuse me. So it this was the episode, excuse mm-hmm. me, that aired on Wednesday. That's what I meant to say. So do you guys watch the talk? No. Now I do. Okay. You're happy that you was Eve's part there. of it. I didn't watch it before. Okay. They should have had a podcast. Yeah, you think it would have been better suited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what you're saying, and I'm not playing into it. So, ease on down the road. <laughs> so, Eve is now, she replaced. <laughs> oh, yeah. Aisha Tyler. Aisha Tyler. <laughs> she was, was great on that show. Right. Right. I actually liked her. So, I was like, okay. remember we were at the airport when we saw the montage, and, and I remember saying, like, is oh, she quitting? Right. Because they only was do like, those oh, okay, montages. She this looks cool. Like, damn, how come she, like, what's going on? Why right. won't they give, um, what's the girl that played Darlene on Roseanne? Sarah Gilbert, right? Why they don't give her a multivitamin in the morning before they put her on the show? Have you seen her lately? No. Like, I every day oh when God. she comes on the show, it looks like it's Saturday. Like, S-A-D-D-E-R-D-A-Y. I don't know why. It's like Dustin. literally, so, it's like, so, it literally, you know how when you unplug a TV set and it goes, ooh, oh like God. feel the energy go down? That's what it looks like every time I see her on the show. So that's why when they added <laughs> Eve, I was like, oh, hell yeah, Eve, Eve. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The pit bull in a skirt. So have you watched Eve on the show since she's joined? Yeah. I've seen her. I've seen mm. what she did. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched Asante? No. No. I haven't she watched the even show. She week. Oh, gosh. To get it popping. <laughs> she came out the gate <laughs> yeah. with a bang. Yeah. So on, like I said, on Wednesday's show that aired November 15th, they were discussing uh, Nicki Minaj's cover on Paper Magazine, which is... Menage Trois. Right. Which is a, a cover of her three times. And it's very sexy. Mm-hmm. One of the images she's sitting has her boobs out with tassels. Then uh, the other image of her is on her knees on the floor. The other image standing over her. Very sexual. Uh, I thought it was a cool cover. Mm-hmm. I personally... Good. I don't think it was a departure from what we've seen of Nikki. So I wasn't exactly sure why people were so... You know, right. Right. And mm-hmm. an uproar. And Paper Mag is known... For having like really edgy covers, that's sort right. of their thing. More so than remember, they had a Kim Kardashian break the internet. She was farting champagne. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Was, and that's their boom, hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> and their hashtag is break the internet. So clearly, that's the intention with every right. cover. So they asked Eve, I guess, or in their roundabout conversation, a roundtable conversation, I should say, what she thought about the cover. And Eve says, I think in this climate, it's not good. I think every artist has a right to express themselves however they want to express themselves, and I respect that. For me personally, as I started coming up in the business, I started realizing that young girls were looking up to me, and younger people were looking up to me, and that, and that not that you want to be a role model, but it becomes what you become, it is what you are. And then she continues, as I've gotten older, I'd just rather be a voice that's uplifting. I can be a voice for those girls that might not have a voice in a different way without showing myself off. Uh, Then she goes on to say, it's just not my thing. I just don't think it's right, personally, period. That's it. So, (laughs) I wish you guys could see the guys' faces right now. So, it got me to thinking, when you are coming up... This does not make me want to watch the show, (laughs) just so you know. (laughs) 
I'm sorry, go on. It got me thinking about this pressure that is always imposed on people when they are coming up in every industry about children watching you, the effect you have on children. How many times have you heard that? You have to be careful. Even Cardi B the other day I saw, she released, I think, was it a video on her Instagram? I saw a clip on Twitter, so I wasn't sure if it was from an interview or what, but she was saying how she wants to clean up her image a little bit and stop cursing and kind of be more mindful. Oh, no, Cardi, baby, what is you doing? <laughs> be more mindful of uh, the conversations she was putting out because she knows that little girls watch her and she wants to be a better role model for them, something more positive. But then she laughed and was like, well, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Cardi and she definitely did not change because the videos after that have been the same thing. Um, but here's my question to you guys. First of all, I'm curious what your thoughts on Eve's position on the co- on Nikki's paper mag cover. I think that you can disagree with something, but it doesn't have to be wrong necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like so for her to just be like, I just don't think it's right. Like I don't think that it's wrong. I for me, I think that Eve's I mean Eve, I think that Nikki's cover is great and I feel like Eve could have probably got a cool cover as well, you know, if she was still rapping it or doing hot something hot enough to get a cover. But they would look completely different because they are different artists. They're different people. Now, <clears throat> I could just sit here and talk about how, you know, Eve been d- doing stuff like that. You know, so for her to act brand new, it's kind of weird. But instead of going down that road, I just feel like there should just always be this discussion of it's okay to say that that's cute for her. But I feel like there's something to be said about saying that that's wrong anyway. Like, I, don't, I feel like she was trying to be PC, but still in a way downed it. And I don't think that that's cool. I feel like if she really wants to be PC, she could be like, you know, Nikki looked great. I don't think that she, you know, what she did obviously wasn't for children. And I feel like whenever we come up into this role model conversation, um, there's always that level of, or there's always that thing about, you know, how much of it should be controlled by parents. And I just feel like it should always be controlled by the parents because people don't, I mean, for me in general, when I think about my business moves and stuff, I already have to think about how they're going to affect people in general but I don't want to think about how they're going to affect uh, certain groups that I'm not even making what I'm doing for. So to think about, oh, you're affecting white people. You're making white people feel uncomfortable when you say um, stay black and protect your magic. Well, <laughs> not for nothing. People said that to you? I've had a couple of people try to oh. <laughs> make the... And this kind of goes into this conversation. Yeah. I, I hate that I even thought about this. I've had a, I've had people try to tell me that, you know, you podcast now. So, you know, you have an audience. You're more visible. You have to be really careful about how you alienate certain audiences. And one of the audiences that came up was white people. Right. And in my mind, I'm thinking, like, you know, white people do whatever they want. Everything's made for white people. Why do I have to care about or cater to white folks? And it, it came down to, well, um, you just want to make it palatable for everybody and I said, yeah, but you're talking about white people now. So I think whenever we do the whole children's conversation, people are like, well, when you say you want to do things for everybody, you have to include children in that. And it's like, no, I'm talking about everyone of a certain age to be able to pick and choose, you know, the media that they want. And if you're a white person listening and you don't want it or you don't listen to it, you can easily turn it off. But I'm not saying I do this specifically to piss white people off. <laughs> so I think when Nicki Minaj makes her covers and stuff like that, it is for adults and it's not to piss off people that have children but it's like you as a parent should know that this is not for children and as opposed to being like she should make covers like that you can easily turn your child around or even turn the magazine cover around and leave it the hell alone but i think we do a poor job of uh 
saying that it's okay for somebody else and leaving it at that as opposed to just because it comes off like she's condemning her to an extent by still saying it's wrong Dustin um most of all I was shocked that Eve even made the statement that she made um I was surprised because Eve did speak from a place of someone who's like a seasoned industry vet so she's been around long enough to understand how media works and also with her being a talk show host there's an assumption there on my behalf which maybe that's the mistake but there's an assumption there that you are savvy enough to understand how to um, arrive at a place in conversation without using something as controversial as another artist who's popular right now as your springboard there was no need for her to use Nicki Minaj's cover as the moment to make her point about being a role model and it being almost something that's automatic, not necessarily something that you wanted to take on. Mm. She could have had that conversation completely independent of this. I'm most surprised because Eve is an artist herself, so she understands the idea of uh, art direction, the idea of concepts on photo shoots, and I'm quite sure she understands that photo shoots are just that photo shoots. They really don't extend beyond, you know, you seeing the picture and moving on. That wasn't a declaration of some sort or a, a coming out moment for Nicki Minaj to say, hey, I'm this person who is represented by this. It was a racy, tongue-in-cheek, you know, uh, magazine cover shoot that was on a magazine as controversial as Paper Magazine, like you mentioned earlier, friend. And these are all things that Eve should just know by now. So I was just surprised. I felt like it was sloppy and juvenile, and I felt like it was a very lazy way to get a controversial conversation started. And I'm most surprised because... Like I said, she is a person who is a seasoned industry vet, so she should understand the impact of negative speech on people who already have a hard time getting good light in the media in the first place, i.e. other black women. So I was just really, really surprised more than anything. And I feel like it was art. I feel like everyone involved in the shoot did a fantastic job because they wanted that moment. Nicki Minaj is an artist who, if you want to go there and talk about you know what it represents, uh, if we must, then let's break it down like, this. Nicki Minaj is an artist who came out the gate, out the gate rather, with her mixtape videos and and her videos from uh, freestyle battles where she announced her attraction to women. It's nothing new to see her in, you know. Um, positions that are suggestive of girl-on-girl action. That's nothing new. Her titties have been out since we met her. That's nothing new. Her crawling and looking seductive. That's nothing new. Why? What is everybody shocked about? What's the outrage? To me, it's more of a personal issue than it is anything to do with Nikki or Paper Magazine. And again, I'm just surprised at Eve. Yeah, I mean... It's definitely a hard position to be in because she, it was her first week on this show, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're going to ask you straight up what you think about a cover. I can't knock Eve in the sense that that's her opinion. Right. And she's on a show just the way we have our show and we can state how we feel. Now, if you ask me my opinion right. on right. her opinion. <laughs> right. <laughs> what surprised me about it was that there are tons of pictures that we can pull up from Eve's career. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in the same poses, but in <laughs> sexual... Right. <laughs> Some she's poses, a, though, all right. Yeah, she's a pit bull in a skirt. You mm-hmm. know, we have tons of poses uh, with her legs open and different outfits, topless. I mean, you can find them. You can Google them. So I think what happens... And this is... Just as a concept, I think it's important for all of us because I think we're all guilty of it to a certain extent 
where we tend to look down on people for where they're at. You know, if we are not there anymore. Mm. And now Eve is married and he's like a businessman. You know, she has her white husband who uh, she's like raising children. You know, she's been she's like in a different level of life. She's, Which is nothing wrong with that. Absolutely but girl, not. It's like, nothing wrong with that. But I think what happens and this is something I've noticed, um, especially with a lot of women, is that when. You do get married, you tend to like look down on what your single friends are doing <laughs> mm. or look down on what the younger people you're around and we're all guilty of it and you know, like I said, to a certain extent where even oh, your yeah. friends that might be a little bit younger, the shit that they're still doing, like still going to the club, still getting drunk as fuck, and you be like, I don't do that no more and da, da, da. and you have to catch yourself sometimes because you don't do it anymore. Hello. But there was a point where you did and it served its purpose and you had to grow out of that on your own. So what bothers me about this whole role model conversation is this forced, heavy-handed thing where people are trying to control someone else's life, someone else's understanding of their body, of their sexuality, of what they want to talk about. I always talk about the collective consciousness, right? Even with the president that we have, like people are always mad at him. This is the president we chose because this is where our world is at. Rappers right now, I'm seeing the vet rappers mad at the young rappers for talking about drugs. This is where we're at. <laughs> this is where the young kids are at. This is what they want to talk about. It's an amplification of people's thoughts. The Come artists on. are amplifying what people want to hear. Is it what everyone wants to hear? Obviously not. But someone wants to hear because it it's being created and it's being streamed in the millions. You know what I mean? So I think it's weird when we start, uh, like Asante said, saying what's right or wrong. It's all data collection. It's where people are at, and it's really none of your business. Right. You know, and I've had to catch myself, too, where, and I've said this before on the show, even, like, you saw how Eve was, like, she pointed to her her head and was like, it's more about how I think. Right. Than, you know, we have this tendency to look down on women who use their sexuality and who maybe might be a little more naked than other women on Instagram and have more followers. And it's like, I had to catch myself too so many times where people have asked, oh, how come you don't take off? And I'd be like, oh, I don't need to. <laughs> I've had to catch myself because that's a judgment. Right. You know what I mean? They don't. They could very well not do it either. Like, it's all a choice. It's all where you're at. It's what you're interested in. Like you said, I can see a girl that's naked and know that where I'm at now for who Fran is today, I might not be interested in that. Maybe I will be next week. It don't really matter. The point is, I have no business saying that what she's doing on her Instagram is right or wrong. Right, my only business Fran. is to do what I'm doing on my Instagram and making sure that it's working for me. So Eve coming out the gate, like Dustin said, already condemning someone is just an odd way to start a career. Very bizarre. But that's Very why bizarre. you my girl. That's why you my girl. You know, but to me, it's more telling of where Eve is at than where Nikki's at, yep. right. if that makes sense. Perfect sense. Make and more sense than what Eve said. <laughs> it's more telling that she felt the need to do that. She and was bothered. And, you know, it's also the pressure of, of um, have you guys ever been in a room with white people who try to maybe, like, pressure you into turning on, you know, where you have to, like, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? 
code switch mm-hmm. and you have to kind of play the like I'm a good Negro so right. you don't be scared and I'm different to, and I'm one of the nice ones and it's like I almost feel like that's what she was playing into I don't know if that's only me that's how I that read might, it look it, that is a very real thing that table of like with white ladies like I'm not like her I'm not one of those blacks or, or <laughs> let me just be on for America and not having deconstructed that on might be like let me be more palatable for the white right folks. and the respectability politics and remember we uh, I, when we had our episode on respectability politics where I loved uh, a statement that I had read. I don't even remember the title of that episode. So we're like at 120 at this point. <laughs> but Kimmy Tube, who's one of my favorite Twitter accounts to follow, when she was saying that we have to also have compassion for people who follow uh, respectability politics because a lot of the times it's based on survival. True. They're just saying and doing what they need to because being black's already tough. And if you, you know, if you, it, it's, it stemmed from blacks in the neighborhood just trying to keep the peace and the calm in the neighborhoods, knowing that whites were coming up through there killing people, you know what I mean? And they had to just say whatever to keep the whites calm. And it just kind of trickled down to generations and we still play into it in a lot of ways. So, you know, just something to think about. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to come down on Eve because it's more of an amplification of where she's at. And, you know, it's not for me to understand because I don't. (laughs) I don't because I'm not there. So hopefully she, (laughs) Dustin's making faces, hopefully she figures that out because she did get a lot of fire for it. And hopefully the fire that she got for it made her go back home and reflect. Like, why did I say that? Where is that coming from? Yeah, but when she went home to reflect, her dude was like, oh, don't worry about that. Listen, (laughs) you are right and justified in your feel. She didn't get no... Baby, I don't know what on some real shit. I don't know what you was thinking when you said that <laughs> she didn't get that. So the reinforcement was, I think, counterproductive to growth. I also be, believe yeah. I hate that I'm saying this. Like I really hate that I have to say this because I really do like Eve. And mm-hmm. I don't want to believe this about her, but I think there's some jealousy there. I think that Nikki was having a moment, and I think that Eve can very well remember it because she was a female rapper who definitely owned her sexuality and she definitely had a presence there where she would do risque controversial things. Think about it. She came out with short, drastically you know, short hair and mm-hmm. suggestive outfits. Her cornrows. She was okay. quite popular and then one day she literally just stopped making music. She never really, I think that there's an element of pride there. Eve had too much pride to keep putting shit out and failing. She just stopped on top. Mm-hmm. And I think that she remembers being in that seat that Nikki is in in a certain sense. And I think she's jealous. And I hate that I'm saying that because she's, I mean, it she's, could be. she's right. smart enough to know that there's no need to sully or mar the moment with negative talk, right? So she knows the impact of that. She understands media. She understands how all that works. Why did you say anything? You didn't have to say that, if the, even if that's how you felt, simply because of what it'll do. And I feel like she said it anyway because I just feel like she's jealous. I feel like she misses being in the spotlight as a music artist and having those wow moments. And I think it just reared his head. I'm not really going to fault her for it. I don't understand it. But, you know, I really believe that that was there. Sorry. I could see I could that. See, right, I could totally see that. Because even when she says, you know, 
I had to change what I did as a role model. It almost makes you wonder if Eve would down the road was faced with these moments where she said, am I going to change who I am as an artist to continue to make my art? And maybe some of those decisions she made, she agreed with until come down the road later. You know, you got Nicki Minaj working with Jay-Z and Kanye and stuff, killing them on records, and you came out on top, yes, but, you know, you didn't have certain acclaims. First of all, you used to go with Stevie J. Shut up talking to me. <laughs> and even with that okay. Stevie J thing, you remember that tape that came out? I definitely remember the tape because you couldn't really see nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I remember about it. <laughs> oh, boy. So I wanted to bring up a thread that I saw on Twitter that I found really fascinating. It's by a young woman named Cece Adams. And she wrote, <laughs> um, Eve doesn't deserve to be criticized because of her past. Oh, hold on, hold on. God. Wait, listen. Eve doesn't deserve to be criticized because of her past. But let's not ignore that a lot of her statements were rooted in the fact that overtly sexual women are often viewed as being inherently deviant, uneducated, and insecure. Come on. I'm so, with it now. Okay, now. That's what I said. That's what I was like, hold on. Okay. <laughs> She said it was a bit hypocritical of Eve to say what she said. But the main issue here is that she's participating in patriarchy by attempting to control Nikki's sexuality with coded language like, quote-unquote, role model and, quote-unquote, responsibility. There's this silly misconception wow. <laughs> that an overtly sexual woman lacks intelligence, personality, and that's simply not true. The truth is, if a woman's sexuality is being used for anything other than men's consumption, she's at fault or not good. There's this double standard that famous women are automatically tasked with being role models, while men are given the freedom to simply exist with all their complexities. We condemn women while making excuses for and enabling men. With all that said, even if Eve genuinely believes Nikki's cover was bad, I'd expect Eve to show Nikki the same grace she needed when she presented herself as an overtly, overtly sexual artist. Don't pass judgment and condemn when you were once in the same boat. Man, thank you. Mm. Right. It, like, that's it. Nail mm. on the head. Yeah. Target. And she <laughs> ended, a woman's decision to be or not to be overtly sexual is no measure of her virtue. Self-esteem, intelligence, or talent. Or Amen. Instagram followers. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> So that's what I loved, and that's why I was saying, um, I was saying that it it's not just about Eve's past, but it's just about knowing that she was once there too. And right. what she's really saying. I, right. The way she broke that down, right. what she's really saying. Right, what where it's what it's rooted yes. in. And what I love, and so I, there was another thread that followed hers where they were discussing, you know, now that Eve is chosen and how people who are quote unquote chosen that are married, you know, and, and part of the higher class, how they kind of start to look down on people who aren't there. Right. And Which so, is crazy because he probably wanted her based on them, them um, nasty ass pictures he's seen of her back <laughs> in the day. That's probably what got her ass chose now. So, how dare you? You're talking about biting the hand. But that that plays into patriarchy in the sense, and this is from my understanding of it, um, that when you're married, you're chosen, you've been chosen by a man that you 
are you know wifeable you're you're worthy you've been chosen and so anyone outside of that you can kind of look down on and give advice to which is i think what happened with eve where she felt this need to be like since i'm not there anymore this is what's gonna this is what's going to help your life progress and and which is just odd to me at the end of the day nikki's rich and talented and having a blast and that's the cover that she wanted to put out because that's where she's at and be mind, and I'm being mindful when I say that's where she's at. I'm not speaking in terms of levels. Don't misunderstand what where she's at. I'm speaking in term of, in terms of how she chooses to live right now, today, and that's it. So, out here's the next question I had. So this whole thing about role models, right? Mm-hmm. Since we can remember. People always putting that pressure on you when you're creating something. Even as young, I remember being as young as in high school, being put pressure of your role model. I'm like, I'm still a kid. <laughs> Who so, am I role? You know, modeling for? Right, I don't even know if it's R O L L or R O L E. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you guys ever feel the pressure in what you create and your goals and how you present yourself online or just in life? Do you ever feel the pressure of how young kids are perceiving you and what that does to impact? their growth or their minds yeah yes believe it or not i understand that the more people the more i understand that that as the number of people that listen to you and are interested in you increases there's an opportunity there for you to influence for you to influence all sorts of things and so i won't necessarily say i feel pressure but i understand that i have an opportunity there to really do some good work in the midst of like all of the things that i do that you know may not be the most uh, you know <laughs> sunday morning <laughs> of things to do but um, yeah, so like, yes, I say cuss words when I crack jokes. Yes, I talk, I make sexual references. Yes, I talk about how people look. All the things that they tell you not to do. However, <laughs> I know that as more people listen to me do that, I can also talk about, you know, things that I feel people need to be made aware of. I can also be a voice for people who have been through certain experiences that I have, i.e., you know what I'm saying, young black men who have certain issues or are impacted by certain things that I am. I can talk to them and let them know, hey, I did that too, and here's what helped me to get, you know, get things done the right way or whatever, figure shit out, things like that. So for me, it's not necessarily feeling like I'm a role model as it is me just wanting to be a good person that actually does something that helps the world. And so I'm, I have a heightened awareness of opportunities to, like, bring up things or have more people hear certain ideas that will change, you know, things for the better. So it's more so that I'm still going to go to the club. I'm a party to the day I die. You know what I'm saying? I'm still going to laugh at whatever makes me laugh. I'm still going to enjoy, you know, the most vulgar, filthy of music if the bass line is good to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, those things will never change. But I will continue to try to do good work along the way. Balance, you know? Right. Moderation. Asante. I have always toyed with this concept of anybody just being interested in what you're doing. So I think about influence just on a scale of that. I never try to think of uh, how people, how children or people of a younger age in general are going to consider me only because I do what I do. uh, Like I can't even control my art. 
So that's why I hate, I think just on the grand scale of this conversation, right? Like, I, that's why I hate that Eve said that what you did was wrong. Because I can't even control my art. So to think about anybody else trying to control somebody else's art, to me, is just like, why do you have to do that? I hate that. So when I think about being a role model, I don't ever want the pressure to be put on me to um, water what I do down or uh, say that, you know, what you're doing isn't appropriate to the this particular venue. So that's why whenever I'm put in certain situations, I know what my influence is. So I always consider that before I move forward anyway. So if it's a situation where there are children involved, because um, I've spoken to kids about moving forward, and I've always been like, okay, you know, podcasting, this is something really cool and lucrative to tell people that that's something that they could do cool. But I haven't been like, yeah, you know, you get on the podcast, you can curse people out and call people bitches and hoes, <laughs> do whatever you want. Because I think there's a difference when you're just trying to give off certain messages versus people reading between the messages that you give them to figure out what it is that you're trying to do. And I think that that's where it gets confused when you're trying to look at role models. Because sometimes people are like, let's say you just look at a hero. Like, oh, my God, a hero, that's my role model. But they might be saying How are you going to look up to a sandwich? But then, you know, a hero (laughs) in some of those cartoons, you read their stories (laughs) and they might be saving people out of guilt. Like they're they're like, don't view me as a hero. But you can't really judge them and say like, oh, well, don't be a hero no more because you you ain't doing this shit for the right reasons. Like you're really trying to control what the fuck they're doing as opposed to just reaping the benefits or not. Because I feel like people only want to gravitate towards things that benefit them. So if I feel like you can give my child a good message, I'm going to gravitate towards you until you don't give my child a good message anymore. But it's like no one has ever said up front that that's what they're doing. You just might have been into that. And now you're trying to control that because you can't control it anymore. And I think that's fucked up. Janet Jackson got an album called Control. Oh exactly. God. And so and do Sims. Who the fuck out of it? <laughs> um, I think it's tricky. I, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure what my position is with it because I'm still growing as a person and as a creative. I don't have kids, you know what I mean? So my perception is very limited on what I can say about it. But what I will say is I think my only job is to just be an honest creative, like as honest as I can and to work on myself, you know, to make sure that what I'm putting out um, is true to me, is not... uh, controlled by anyone around me whether it's patriarchy you know what I mean that I'm not speaking for what sounds good or for what's expected and I think it's it just feels like a lot of pressure because when you think about it what is being a role model to a kid it means not cursing does it mean not expressing how you view the world or like watering it down why would I do that you know what I mean and at the end of the day I was actually looking up some studies because I had to, I was like, let me look at the science behind this. And a lot of studies I found say that the the crazy part is we throw this term around about role models and kids. and But a lot of times the impact that we have on them is is greatly, let me reword that. They are greatly impacted by their parents more than they are by artists <laughs> or people they see on TV. And the thing is, even if they do pick up behaviors, whether it's from another little kid in school or their peers or someone they're seeing on TV, it's the parent's job to reinforce the behavior, to correct it, to most kids do whatever they do is based on them getting attention, getting attention, feeling loved, fitting in. Like these are the the prime reasons for why kids behave the way they do. It's your job as a parent to be attentive to the behaviors that your kid is expressing. Right. 
You know what I mean? Why is he behaving like that? What is he watching? You should be controlling what they're watching. I mean, my godson, he definitely isn't watching. Um, he's not even watching TRL or anything where artists would be. He now he doesn't have Spotify. He's not listening to Lil Uzi. You know what I right. mean? He's not listening to XXX Tentacion. He is listening to Barney. Last last I saw him, he was. I think there were parent parental controls on Netflix. Or even on YouTube, YouTube has a section where it's just for kids. You know what I mean? And you can make sure that when they get on YouTube, because kids are so smart with their iPads and their tablets, mm-hmm. they just kind of go on their own. You can have it locked and set to where they're only going to certain parts of the Internet that you can have full control of. I know, I know being a parent is hard. You're usually tired and you have... You know, with the economy now, you're working, you come home, you can't micromanage these kids every second of the day. I completely understand. We have to be compassionate to that. A lot of times parents put their kids in front of these tablets so that they can get a moment to breathe and, you know, and recalibrate. But at the end of the day, it's not the artist, it's not the creative, it's not the celebrity's job to raise your child or to be a role model. I think our only job is to, even politicians, our only job is to just create as authentically as possible. And I actually think that that is impactful for kids in a positive way. I remember seeing, you know, Madonna when I was little. She was naked and kissing the black Jesus in the video. Oh, <laughs> like, I love that you remember? video, yes. <laughs> She used to be in uh, hella sexual positions. I remember seeing her kissing um, Big Daddy Kane and Naomi Campbell in her book. You know, she was completely naked. That didn't make me want to, like, lay up with my friends naked kissing. The, you know, like, I w- right. it just didn't have that impact because my mom, for whatever reason, I guess... Uh, had been such an integral part of my day-to-day where that just wasn't my thought process. Right. You know what I mean? I could I could visualize it without needing to mimic it or imitate it. There's almost an opportunity there that I feel like parents miss, like just to even build some sort of trust with your child. You know, if you see something you don't understand, you know, always come talk to me about it and we can talk about it together. Like even if it would be uncomfortable to talk to them about, I don't say you should be like, all right, so this is a menage a trois. What it means, you should just, at the very least, be able to be like, she's a grown woman, and this is the type of art she does. And to be able to clean it up that way or to be able to have conversations with your children as opposed to being like, oh, no, not that. That's bad. Because then they're going to grow up always thinking stuff like that's bad and being or judgmental about it. Or either want to do it even more. And that's the thing. That. When you yep. were, a lot of my friends that had very sheltered childhoods, um, what happened is by the time they got out to college, they went, Ape shit because legs they the didn't <laughs> legs to the moon. Like candy and Rashida did. Because <laughs> they didn't have the coping mechanisms. They didn't have the the like street savvy. Right. They didn't have the smarts to handle the pressures of like sexual attention or being even in rooms with other genders and men being interested. They just didn't know because they had been coddled their lives. You literally raise your kids like bubble babies you know and it's just not realistic I know my mom would talk to me about boys it wasn't a thing where she was like don't do that and don't talk she would be like who is it that you like in your school and why and what is he like and she would make sure that I was communicating and that I never felt repressed even when I first started having sex my mom didn't make me feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. She was like, I just want to make sure you're doing it properly. Girl, here's some <laughs> condoms. Don't come back with no child. Right. <laughs> she was like, if you're going to be doing it, 
at least make sure you're doing it properly. You're taking care of yourself. She talked to me about it. She was asking where I was doing it. You know what I mean? Like, right. no, with no judgment, it was more so, please be safe. Don't be in some party, in yep. some room. You know, she would kind of let me know the game. You know what I mean? And I think... It's a, it's usually a teachable moment. It's not so much trying to repress your child or suppress them from their desires. Because that's like Dustin said, it's going to make it worse. Then they're going to be like, why can't I talk about this? What is it about this? You know, why is this a bad thing? I never understood that anyway because I always felt like you can't tell me not to like sex when my body gets hard. Naturally. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, like, how are you going to argue with that? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Instead of talking to you about like, it. How are you going to argue with that? This tells literally <laughs> lets me know, okay, that it's natural. All right? Okay. So I never understood that argument. You know, oh, it's bad. <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually really, really good. And you just don't want me to go overboard. <laughs> so let's have that conversation. Not, it's really, really okay? good. <laughs> and you know what a lot of the journals I was reading was that most children who are viewed as poorly behaved or bad kids, badass kids, whatever you want to label them, it always stems back to the attention they weren't given. And even kids, you know how you'll see siblings and some of them turn out really great and then the other ones turn out really poorly and they want to blame it on the music. Oh, because he listened to rap and right. <laughs> whatever. A lot of the times in the articles I was reading was so interesting. They were saying anyone that has siblings, and you guys actually have siblings. I don't. So you could uh, talk, you could speak on it with more clarity. But parents treat your siblings differently. Kids aren't treated equally you mm-hmm. know what i mean there's a favorite there's one who gets away with the most shit there's the one that's punished the most and so those differences are what affect how children grow up and how they interact with others you know how they love how they treat women in business i mean that's really what's making the difference it's what you're instilling in these kids what if you're loving up on them how mm-hmm. you're disciplining them the way you're talking to them when things happen, you know, are you punishing them? <laughs> Why are you laughing? I have a really sad thing that I need to talk to you about, but I, this is not the appropriate time. Because we're, we're talking about the uh, familiar relationships and how that affects your relationship. It made yeah. me think about something prior, but we'll come back to that later. Okay. <laughs> but how about you with siblings? Because you have two. Yeah, you have I, three. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the sibling thing is really real. And fortunately, I am the youngest of my siblings. And so I was able to watch how my brother and sister moved, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, take the things from that that I felt were great and avoid some mistakes that they may or may not have made along the way. And I'm really, really, really grateful to my brother and my sister because they have really helped me along the way and still help me to this day. So, but there is a difference in the way that parents parent their children. There just is. Some children respond to certain things differently than others. Some children can get certain concepts um, and be mature about certain things quicker. Some children develop faster than others. It just depends. You really have to parent each child differently. Well, yeah, because they all come out with different personalities. Yeah, you just would hope that you show the same amount of love once you figure out how to show love to each child in the way that is most beneficial for them i would hope that there's an equal distribution of the love from the parent to each child that right. would be my hope but let's be clear we it, all let's precious. be real yeah we all know how mary jones you know <laughs> was talking to precious <laughs> so let's be clear yeah and honestly you know i think that's what it comes down to more than anyone else being role models it would be ideal 
for celebrities, politicians to be role models. But at the end of the day, everyone's a human. And we're all figuring it out. To put, I think to put the label of role model on someone is to expect them to be like a fully realized human being. Right, because you want them to. <laughs> because you want them to, or because they rap. <laughs> because someone has an album, right. suddenly, you know, they're supposed to be this perfect uh, representation of a human. They right. literally up, just Eve. sing. That's why people begin their feelings. Bottom line. And I have found, I don't know about you guys, but I found that it's been through people's mistakes and watching them fall off, watching the, you know, that I've learned the most, to be honest, watching people's like real authentic journeys as people online. I'm not online, you hear me? As people <laughs> in the <laughs> as people of the world. That's how I learned. I didn't, you know. Think and this is another thing. Think of when you are in the middle of a bad decision, like what? And let's just be real here. Whether it's to have unprotected sex or just whatever. It Wait is a minute, now. now Wait a goddamn minute. That's <laughs> getting crazy. <laughs> now listen, who is a role model that you think of? Right? Let's say Michelle Obama. Is she stopping you in that moment? No, because she have it unprotected, too. Amber Rock been married for years. You know what I'm saying? I seriously doubt they pulling out the, the magnums over at uh, Secret Service and yeah. coming in there. I'm like, who are you going to think of first, though? Michelle Obama or your mom? Oh, my God. <laughs> who is instilling the true fear? Right, right. Of, you're absolutely right. You know what right. I'm saying? You're absolutely right. Yep. When you're at that choice point of doing something that could be deemed risky or dangerous, are you thinking about Cardi B? <laughs> And <laughs> what she posted on Instagram. Or to Abuela. Or Abuela. Okay. You know Hell what I'm yeah. saying? So let's be real here. I don't know, friend. <laughs> you know, look, sometimes when people be having them YOLO moments, they, uh, they imaginary friend like Cardi B or somebody will pop up and be like, fuck that shit. And they just do yeah, it. Yeah, but why do you have, why are you programmed to have YOLO moments? There's something that was missing in your childhood. It always mm. goes back to your parents <laughs> because like I never had YOLO moments. I was always like so um, nervous and like worried about my decisions and a lot of it stemmed to how it was going to reflect on me with my mom. <laughs> I was always anxious. Even when we started smoking weed, I was always panicky about it. I was like, fuck, she's, <laughs> I'm in Ohio. My mom's in New York and I was still shook. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you was happy though. <laughs> Oh, okay. Right, shook and smoking, okay. but I was shook. <laughs> you could cope. <laughs> <laughs> but I say all that to say this. Worry about your own kids. Worry about yourself and your children. Worry your about your own career, your own reflections, your own expression of what you have to offer the world and make sure that that's as authentic as possible. It's not deeply rooted in patriarchy or right. being chosen by a man or the color of your skin. Just be authentic and mind your business and let people figure out their own stories. And if you have kids, make sure that you create a thriving environment at home where they can express themselves authentically and not have to try to mimic anyone else. Right, a friend in front of Sharon Osbourne. Because <laughs> I, too, heard them tap shoes click clacking against that wooden floor when she was talking, okay? <laughs> I just wasn't going to say that. And did you see the there. picture of Sharon Osbourne throwing, yeah, throwing up, up gang, gang signs? signs. Hey, Eve what? let that rock. Where was Philly then? The other day, she was talking about how some female rapper showed up at one of her first shows and tried to battle her and didn't want to battle her because the Philly came out. Well, where was Philly when you let Sharon Osbourne 
twist them them a goddamn carpal tunnel ass finger. And that's what I'm talking yeah. about the pressure of the white gaze. When I said and sometimes and it's human, it's unfortunately it's just the way that we've been socialized. A lot of us have been in that position. So I don't want to fault her for it, but I just hope that she uses this as a point of reflection because if you are knocking a black woman and then in another beat letting this white woman throw up gang signs, then what's really your position? It doesn't really make sense. This is horrible. This is looking very bleak. (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and say it. And not for nothing, Eve, we've always known her to be, you know, this rapper, this artist. She's been cool. But now that she has this platform where she's able to speak five times a week. Oh, my God. Only time will tell. I know she don't regret this. (laughs) Only time will tell. I'm just going to say All right. Well, that was this week's hot button issue. Just something to think about if you're, you know, buckling under the pressure of being a role model. Let's give them something to think about. And let's, on some real, let's dig a little deeper, right? I'll leave y'all with this. Mm -hmm. She's supposed to be so happy and at this place in her life of elevated thought and elevated understanding and shit as a woman or whatever. And you're so happy and, you know, grounded in your relationship. (laughs) But her and her husband and his kids live in London. They take the talk in New York, in L.A. So how have, what's going on at the crib that you can be in L.A. five days a week Uh-oh. and they're all the way over in London? What's popping? I just would like to know. That's all I want to say. So it's just something to think about why mm. you'd be so bothered about Nikki's cover. Mm. I just think it's a little, what are you missing in life? Why you got this job now that's taking you to L.A. every week? What are you missing? Mm. While meanwhile, Nikki is peaking. What are you missing? That's all I wanted to say. Just a little food for thought. Might be vegan, mm. but it's food. <laughs> Damn it, Dustin. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood invites you to join them in the fight for affordable birth control for all because access to birth control should not be a luxury. The Trump administration recently rolled back birth control coverage, allowing employers to deny insurance coverage on religious or moral grounds. 62.4 million people across the country benefit from birth control. This is happening now. If you think birth control should be a right, not a privilege, it's time to get loud. Get involved by texting ZONE to 22422. No one should be able to take away your access to birth control, not politicians and not your boss. Text ZONE to 22422, and Planned Parenthood will periodically text you ways to fight back. Message and data rates may apply. Speaking of vegan, let's jump into this week's wellness segment. <laughs> Come on, vegan. Oh, well, 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 well. Just to say, oh. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about Talkspace. Yes, Talkspace. And you guys, this is not an ad. They did not pay me for my wellness segment. Y'all know that this is simply... Uh, information that I cult- that I cultivate, yeah, cultivate, curate, all of that that I find and that I think would be useful and helpful for those of you that are trying to figure out how to take a breath amidst yes. the chaos that is the world right now. So I follow Talkspace on um, on Twitter, and I saw that they tweeted. Um, I guess it was like a blog post, which I didn't know that they did. They tweeted a blog post where they were answering someone's question. And I was like, what is this? So I click it, and they were giving someone advice. It was an actual therapist giving someone advice on the blog on uh, some anxiety that they were having in their relationship. And Mm -hmm. I read the post, and it was so, like, layered and well thought out, and it was such great advice. And I started clicking. And did you guys know that Talkspace has a blog? 
Go ahead, Ooh, talk space. It. Yeah. It's called read space. Put it on. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was so cool what because. What are about? It's a, so if you go on Talkspace.com, you guys, there's a section. It's on the right, and it's a tab, and you click it. It says blog. And literally, it has a whole category section based on everything from addiction to anxiety to relationship, childhood, traumas. I mean, you name it. It's endless. And it's so cool because I know a lot of people can't afford therapy, even Talkspace, as affordable as it is. You know, that's our perception of affordable, and that's not the same for everyone. So I was browsing through and thought this is is such good information for someone who may not be able to have a one-on-one counseling session, but may be able to find a question that they're having, you know, about something in their life. And and someone, because a lot of times, we talk about this all the time, collective consciousness, what you're thinking someone else may be going through may not be exactly the same. But it may be a similar concept, a similar uh, emotional thread, you know, like an underlying thread. So I think it's useful for you guys to use this as a resource. Look through the questions, see if there's something that you're going through and see that it's like a licensed therapist that is giving the advice. It's not us (laughs) in the asking for a friend section, which is all fun and games for us. That's also our very limited perception of the world. Right. You know, we're going to give you answers based on what we've experienced. But a licensed therapist has a little bit of a wider scope because while it is based on their opinions, not so much, it's also based on science and journals, psychology and facts, you know, so it's a little more well-rounded. So I definitely think you guys should tap into Talkspace.com. It's the blog section. Look at the categories and hopefully whatever you might be going through. I know it's the holiday season. It's the winter for most of us. This is where seasonal depression really starts kicking in. And hopefully this website can be a little bit of a a respite for whatever it is that you might be going through. So definitely take advantage. I know a lot of us have the weekend that's going to be free. Or maybe not because you probably be with family. Uh, but or def- scissor. Dustin (laughs) but if you can find some time this weekend or even today as you're hearing this definitely check out the site bookmark what you need and I hope that you can find information on the site that would be useful to you dope amen yeah and thank you to Talkspace for creating a blog I really didn't know that they did that I think that is amazing because it's a free service yep. given by licensed therapists and that is a beautiful thing so you know it's real so you know it's real Amen. so thank you to talk space and hopefully you find it useful and that's it for this week's wellness segment Look at that. right now let's move on to mr music man what you got for us today asante well i just got some really cool recommendations uh <clears throat> excuse me sorry it's the music man <laughs> doing everything that i can Same. to bring y'all some really cool shit Shout out to one Mr. Man Buns. I don't know if you remember that song a long time ago. It's like, Mr. Man Buns, Mr. Man Buns. Anyway, uh, he commented. That was a long time ago. We episodes deep. Anyway, Mr. Man Buns tweeted us and said, I'd love to hear you guys recast some iconic films slash choose singers you'd love to hear cover specific songs. So I just wanted to take that. And uh, the example that he gave was, for example, I would have loved to have heard Whitney Houston sing Adele Set Fire to the Rain. So for the wild card, I thought it would be really dope <laughs> if we picked like some folks we would like to hear. Why is that so funny? I just imagined it. 
Oh, you know how Whitney be doing that sporadic ass choreography. <laughs> Just imagine, I said fire. Right. <laughs> the wig shaking. Man, Dustin is down. He's, okay. <laughs> when I tell you, Whitney is killing fire through the rain. Speaking of, are you going to talk about the AMAs? No. <laughs> he said, no. No, not right now. No, oh, my no. God. Really? I didn't watch. Oh, okay. That's different. I caught up with it yesterday, and I saw Christina Aguilera's performance oh. of Whitney Houston. Oh, okay. I was sad because people shit on her, but I didn't think it was bad. Did you see it? Yep. <laughs> That's all you're going to say? Yep. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't like to, you know... If you being positive about it, I'm going to be positive about it too, friend. So that's it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> we'll leave Christina alone. I will say this. One thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Alex. You know, uh, I was on the road with her and we were talking about this. And she said that there was a performance way back when that Christina did where she covered Whitney. And yeah. killed it. And killed it. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was a moment. So I think for some people but it was... But that ain't the one we talking about. Right. <laughs> Well, that's the one I'm talking about. I just brought it up. Exactly. So I'm talking that about was a moment. <laughs> that was a moment where we just knew that Christina was able to do some damage. So for some people, they were like, why did Christina do the Whitney tribute? And for me, I was kind of like, I don't, she wouldn't have been my first call either. But because she did that performance, I was thinking it might have been okay, right? And then that happened. So when I'm thinking about what she did then and then talking about what she did there, I just... They don't connect for me, so I, makes it worse. And and luckily, I didn't watch the thing. I didn't watch the whole show at all, so I just saw like the, some of the, the clips clip, of Christina. Yeah. So I'm just wait. Glad so you didn't see the performance? Nothing, not in its entirety. And just from the little <laughs> moments that I saw, I'm I'm not <laughs> gonna go back. I'm not doubling back to it. But um, for the icebreaker, <laughs> um, people that you would like to hear cover some bomb ass songs and. They chose Whitney Houston covering Adele, which I think would be a super crazy. So an artist covering another artist song. Yes. Okay. Um, hmm, I have to think about this one. Well, Solange has a song called um, "Don't You Wait" on a seat at the table, and I would love to hear Keisha um, Knoxville Cole singing that song. <laughs> that, that would, <laughs> I would actually be love fun. to hear Keisha Cole sing that song. And I still would like to hear Alicia Keys with Hot Water and Lemon singing I Want to Be Where You Are by the Jackson 5. I would love oh, to hear that. Oh, yes. I'm yes. like trying to hear it in my brain. I can hear scream. Yeah. Alicia just going. Ah. I, hear her, I hear her hitting it. Fantasia will fuck <laughs> that up too. Ooh. Low-key, Tamar will wear it out, too. Can somebody please just sing <laughs> I Want to Be Where You Are by the Jackson 5 with a voice? Thank you. Okay. Hmm. Ooh, Come I feel like I need friend. more time. Okay, I have... I randomly have been thinking about uh, Jasmine Sullivan's In Love With Another Man. Weird, because she's who's in my head right now. If Patti LaBelle <laughs> sang the fuck out of that. Because you remember Patti... Interesting. If I could... <laughs> Cool, and then Patty just going to town because you know Jennifer used to like kill the fuck out of it. I'm in love. No, Jennifer Hudson ain't never seen that, but that would be the shit she did too. Jennifer Hudson's another one I would want to hear sing that. Um, I would want to hear Jasmine Sullivan sing "Me Myself and I" by Beyonce. That's Ooh, a good one. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah, velvet. I think she would. It'd just be nice. Even that little. The, <laughs> I want to hear Jasmine Sullivan sing Titanium. <laughs> she would wear it out. I'm bulletproof. She would wear it out. 
I would like for uh, Jasmine Sullivan to do Monument. Ooh. She really could sing anything. Do you remember, do you remember that? Robin and Roy Sob. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> this will be my monument. Oh, that's one of my signatures. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes, the days. Um, oof. Maybe you have more. I feel like I gotta. Um, okay. Clarence Clark Sheard. Ooh. Karen Clark singing Sheard anything. Singing anything. partition. <laughs> or actually, more no. Give Karen Clark Sheard no angel. Now, why you playing? She would wear it out. You know who? Now, I was gonna say this person's name, but I couldn't think of what Beyonce song. An angel. I would love to hear Miguel sing "No Angel." Oh, I still waiting on Miguel to sing "Kiss It Better." Miguel, that you promised us. What's the deal? Release that because we got that little clip. Got caught up skywalking. (laughs) Shout out! Oh, you do the listens lately. I was like, shout out to the pineapple. Yes, Um, a moment. Hmm. Come on, friend. Right? What is... Oh, God, I'm not going to remember. Do y'all know that band where the lead singer is a woman? Alabama Shakes. Yeah. Yo, mm-hmm. you're the shit. How'd mm-hmm. you know what I was mm-hmm. talking about? What is her name? Brittany. Alabama. It's Brittany. She's going to be yeah. shaking. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say her name is Alabama. I want to see her do the Harlem Shake. <laughs> with, her, with the little... Did she play the little ukulele thing, right. too? Put that under your arm and go for what you know. <laughs> oh my God. I'm what, trying to... What song would you have her sing? Because she's another one that I just love her voice. Gucci um, I would love... What did you <laughs> have say? Have her sing Gucci Lil Pump. <laughs> <laughs> she would fuck Lil Pump up. Yeah. Because she would do all the... Part. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yep, I think it's a perfect fit. <laughs> yep, Grammys, baby. The part is like, my be like doing cocaine. You yeah, crazy, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> I like <doing> cocaine. <laughs> Somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God, I Why lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. It's I'm sorry. okay. It's okay. It'll come back to me. Why are you playing, though? I would love to hear Jasmine Sullivan sing some Alabama Shake songs or, or to do some shit with them. That would be crazy. I like, just love her voice so much. Brittany and Jasmine Sullivan Who was I going to say? Y'all made me forget. Hmm. Brittany singing... Oh, Rock Steady by Aretha. Oh, oh, yeah, she would kill don't that. play. You know that. Let's okay. make that song exactly what it is. Okay, <laughs> right. don't play with me. That's what I tell me. To, she would and sound. She would fuck uh, that up. Hitting that. Woo, the shout hot, out to Kia. Oh. That's one of me and Kia's jams. Really? Shout out to Kia. Yeah, I love she that would song. Kill that. So I would have her sing that. Yes, that's a perfect. Oh, her mm. energy. <laughs> okay, yeah, those are mine. What it is? What it is? What <laughs> it is? Hey. They used to play that at my old job, and I used to get black as fuck when they were playing shit. <laughs> and let's be that clear. That song is forever. One reflective moment, I promise it won't be no longer than 20 seconds, but mm-hmm. at Jade from Getting Grown's wedding, at Jade's wedding, we were all sitting at the table eating. It was me, my sister, Kia, your ass was there. Everybody was sitting right there, and they played Rock Steady, and me and Kia were holding chicken, oh my dancing God. and singing to Rock Steady, and we, it, it caught moment. us off guard. We were like, oh! <laughs> Shit! Like we like we went. It was a moment, so I just it took me back. Oh, that song is forever. Um, yeah, I guess those are mine. I can't. I'm like trying to think of another spectacular. 
Okay, I got one, and this is a stretch, but I don't care. And they're about to just run me over the coals for this, but mm-hmm. I don't care because I really used to love Carrie Hilson's music, and I, I love Mary do. J. Blige. So I would lo- low key, I would love to hear Carrie Hilson sing "I Love You" by Mary. Um, all those pretty memories. Ooh, oh yes, oh, you can. Carrie would like wear that. I can out. hear oh her doing it too. Yes, I yes, can hear her yes. doing it. Yes. Carrie could do some Mary J. I, I'm hearing a lot of different things in her catalog she could do. So that's all. What about Erica Badu singing a Mariah Carey song? What song? Like, um, My All. That might work. It, I can't. You got to give me a part. Um, Dustin's over here playing it in his head. Or something. Because Erica Mariah- can get, she can go really high. And mm-hmm. so I'm trying to think about how she would sound hitting some of them notes. Like... Or maybe not my all. That's too ballady. But she would still make it like real. <laughs> and maybe her sing, singing. Say something. <laughs> she still make it. It's worth your while to say something. Yes, <laughs> you're Erica right. That That'd up. be cute. Because yeah. you know that was for real. Of course, yep. for, <laughs> Erica for real getting there. You're right. Uh-huh. That's actually it. That's, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. That's it. Yep. Oh, shit. That's it. Yo, Erica Badu and N.E.R.D. Oh, my yes. God. Why didn't that ever happen? I don't know, but that's... You just made me realize. Ooh. That could happen today. They Maybe can still do they, that today. Can we, like, you guys, can we all tweet them and harass them? <laughs> okay. And watch it happen. You know you be speaking shit into existence. <laughs> watch it happen. Erica Badu announces new EP executive produced by Pharrell Williams. Yes, come on, y'all. I Let's make die. the collective consciousness shift to make this happen. I would doubt they did something weird. Like, they put out the same song, but it was, like, Erica Badu and somebody else on it instead just to fuck the game up. Like, it's, like, Erica Badu and Tory Lanez or some shit. And it's, like, what? For real? Just she put come out with a new album called Number Two, and she start going by Erica badu <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. See, mine was rooted in something. <laughs> <laughs> this dude right here. So that's it for me. That was my cue. All right. Well, we can move on into listens lately. <laughs> Um, listens lately. Okay, so Miguel, Miguel, Miguel. Lord have mercy. Jesus the Christ. Pineapple Skies. So good. That is a great fucking record. I'm officially excited about this album. I think it's gonna be amazing. Um, Tame Impala. <gasps> they got new stuff? Yep. They dropped uh, a a probably it's only five songs, but it's their currents, B sides, and remixes. <gasps> so it's basically shit they left on the studio floor. <laughs> I know. And it is amazing. The first song, just so you know, is called List of People to Try and Forget About. But I'm where <laughs> I can't press purchase. When I fast tell enough. you that you are going to go crazy over that track, I'm telling you. So shout out to Tame Impala. And they put out a, such a dope statement. I just love him. He was saying it just was never the right time for these songs, and he never wanted them to feel... I love how he refers to his songs as, like, sentient beings. But he's like, uh, he never wanted them to feel like they weren't worthy of projects. He was like, it just was never the right time. And now's the time for them to come out and flourish. And he put them together and released it for us. And it's good. I've literally been listening to it. Let me go on title right now. Right, on repeat since yesterday. So um, that... Um, who else... I guess that's it. Yeah, that's it for me. Just Miguel and Tame Impala. Oh, and Alex Isley has a new record called yes. On To You. Granddaughter. She has a new song called On To You that is so nice. Her voice is just so nice. So definitely check her out. Oh, and you know what? I discovered 
an artist called Haley Steinfeld, who I didn't know anything about, but she, I found her super cute at the AMAs, and she had a song called Let Me Go um, with someone named Esso in Florida, Georgia. And it was such a cute record <laughs> called Let Me Go. And I looked it up on, on uh, Spotify and was listening to it the whole time. And it's just cute. She's beautiful. Um, they just looked like they had a lot of fun during the performance. I love what she was wearing. She's just a star. So, Florida, Georgia? No, her name is Haley Steinfeld. Right. The other girl's name is Florida, Georgia. <laughs> oh, I think it's a guy. Pick a side. Pick a side. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> but the song oh, is cute. Um, it's about it. her telling the boy, like, just let me go. Like, hopefully you'll find somebody somebody that love you better than it. That's dope. So, cute song. Cute perspective. So, those are my listens lately. What about you, Dustin? Um, I have been listening to Jaden Smith's Sire album. Yes. I'm so impressed. Um, from the moment it came on and Willow started killing the B track, number one, like literally the whole thing is just, it's one of them, just let it play albums. <laughs> you just put it on and let it play. I'm very, very impressed with Jaden Smith's album. Um, there's also a project by Moneybag Yo and Young Boy Never Broke Again called Fed Babies. And <laughs> every song on this project goes off. I don't know if anybody's Fed interested. Fed Babies. Yep, Fed Babies. One of my favorites is Mandatory Drug Test um, and Character oh Witness. God. I like both of those songs. <laughs> um, Tammy Rivera, Waka Flocka's Wife, got that song Only One. I'm so impressed with it. I love it. You ain't the only one. Yes, I love that song. That's it. <laughs> Just and Miguel's music, of course. Pineapple Skies. I've just, I've been, you know, I've been waiting on that since he previewed on Snoop's GGN News. Yes, I remember. We've been waiting on that song, so we finally got it. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. It's perfect. <sighs> Those melodies, they, they're so reminiscent of like '80s music, and mm -hmm. I love, you know, I love '80s music. Feeling so, very Prince. Yeah, you just those Paying vibes. Homage. It just, I love it. So that's it. Yes, Miguel, we're ready. We're ready. Well, I have also been listening to Jaden's new project, Sire, as well. Um, he put out that visual, and Icon was part of it, so I'm glad to have the whole... Oh, yeah. Like, it was like a visual, and it was like a cut-through of a lot of the songs on the album, so I knew I was going to like the project. I just didn't realize how much I was going to love it. He's got features with ASAP on there, Rory, and obviously Willow Smith. Her name's not even featured Aww, on the Rory. project, but she's all up and through some, some tracks. Yes, the track with Rory is called Falcon, and it's a bop. Um, yeah, so Jaden Smith's project I've been killing. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert <laughs> dropped the deluxe version for uh, Love is Rage. A word, extra tracks. <laughs> There's four extra tracks, uh, including Skr Skr, Loaded, Diamonds All on My Wrist, and 20 Minutes. So, or Dead. 20 Men, but it's 20 Minutes. Uh, I've been checking out those. T-Pain dropped a new project, Oblivion. Sure did. I haven't had a full listen, but from what I've heard, I am very pleased. Um, and Chris Brown's on like the second track in, and I really like the feeling. And I've always loved T Pain Chris Brown tracks. Yes, and, <laughs> I'm just playing. Like <laughs> for real though. <laughs> like if you want to talk about somebody or something worthy of a collab album, I think that T Pain and Chris Brown, if they did some shit, it could be cool. Like I think they could put together a dope little tour together. Or well, I like them both on it. I like how they both sound. What producers? Huh? Oh, what producers? Ooh. I like who they. I like whoever they've been working with. I don't feel like they need to have like. Yeah, but who would you if you could pick? Like that's what I'm saying. Like if you could pick somebody, who would you pick? I gotta double back to that. That 
Because I, I have to really think about the in, the intricacies and in what they both do as hood rats. You mean Pharrell Not and Not the intricacies of hood rats. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want... Because Pharrell is beat heavy. Boom, boom. Which I'm is dope. It. T-Pain which, and Chris Brown over a, Pharrell, a hot-ass Pharrell beat. That's a guaranteed slam out the park. Like, guaranteed. And Chris Brown think, dancing. Think about Chris Brown dancing to living. I get it how I live it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that would be cool. I'm trying to tell you. Like, it would be. Yes. Have y'all listened to his album yet? Who? Who? Chris Brown? All 40. Encyclopedia Britannica. God <laughs> yeah. damn. My favorite track. Oh, you listen? I did. I finally... How you know the name of it? <laughs> because it's the title track. You got to thumb through. <laughs> you have one favorite out of all 572 songs? It's the one that stood out to me, yes. Heartbreak on the, the title. Home. Yes. Have you yes. heard it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... It's a very, very... It, it makes me wonder, like... Because I feel like Chris writes all of his stuff now, and it's so sexual, hypersexual. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, you can make her scream, and you know, open her legs. Like, it's just getting kind of redundant. But that one... Was re- like reminiscent of like his pop era. Mm-hmm. It was a little more structured, and you know, and I liked it. I was like, oh, I miss this Chris Brown. I haven't. I feel like I hadn't heard that uh, musicality of his in a long time. It definitely was current for music, but yeah. it gave me the vulnerability, different lyrics, vulnerability. Like it was mm-hmm. like it had more depth. Like, I'm like okay. it even reminded me of. Um, do you remember that track Crawl he did? Yeah, I like used to love that it track. gave me the vulnerability of crawl, right? But it was still like with the hypeness of what you know, what we have today, without trying to water it down with all the shit going on. Yeah, which is I why really I like said that, that one week that I would love for Chris Brown to like make more music that's not like on sample season, which is fine, and to try to be like Michael Jackson because when he reaches to some of these places, he can do like really bomb shit. Because I like his voice. Me too. I mean, you oh, can't yes. knock his sound, and I just. I just feel like he's getting so sexual in all the songs that they're all starting to kind of sound the same. Right. So I think with that title track, I think it's like in the middle of the album or something, it was just kind of like, it really stood out. Yeah. And it, it was nice. It was a nice sound for him. I was like, oh, I'm so glad that he reached back into that bag of tricks. When I listened to that song, it actually made me stop listening to the rest of the project for a exactly. minute. Exactly. And I had I it on repeat for a while. Yes. I so love it. That definitely is Great a standout. Job. Um, outside of that, I've also been listening. I had to revisit Drake's "Take Care" because it was the uh, oh, last wow. week was the six year uh, anniversary. Oh, Damn, sick. it's been six years. <laughs> Ain't that fucking That's crazy? Oh my god! <laughs> November fifteenth, two thousand eleven, "Take Care" came out. But uh, I, when I saw that, I was like, I need to revisit this album just because I've been missing Drake anyway. And "Take Care" was one of those albums where people criticized Drake and was like, "Oh, this should have came out after this one or before this one," and people didn't really appreciate the magic. It was good, but it was a great one, and it was another track that featured um, the one and only, or it was another project that had a track that featured the one and only Rihanna. "Take Care" did the title track, and I thought that that was a dope ass <laughs> track on that project. So shout out to Drake for that, and I'm also checking out these artists. I haven't had the chance to listen to their projects. Young Swag dropped a project with called 32 Teeth. I wanted to check it out. Um, and it's and sadly, it's Young spelled Y-V-N-G. Of course. Because uh, that's how it sounds when he got all them goddamn teeth in <laughs> And look at the cover. You can't Young Swag. This is why I, 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 I saved them because the cover is like a little cartoon. Oh, that's cute though. And his teeth say 32 Teeth in it. It was cool. Dead. And I'm also checking out um, Maurice Moore, who just dropped a project called The Amber Room. He's R&B soul artist. Uh, the track that has the star by it on Apple Music is called Thought Line. So I have not listened to this Thought artist yet, yet. I have not listened to this man yet, but that's who I'm going to be checking out. So that's it here over at the listens lately. 
Uh, don't forget this month's playlist pledge is out. Uh, tweet me who your favorite artists are, and I'm working on next month's playlist already because November is pretty much fucking done. Happy Thanksgiving. That's it here over at the Music Man segment. Thank you again to Form for supporting today's episode of The Friend Zone. Form is the premium hair care collection dedicated to making every hair journey simpler and better. Inspired by your own hair care experiences, Form delivers uncompromising performance without sacrificing the health of your hair. It all starts with your life, your style, and your hair goals. After taking the Form consultation, you'll be delivered a Form regimen complete with selected products, styling techniques, and care tips that are tailored to you. Just like their brother brand, Bevel, the folks at Form were tired of seeing the women they love struggle to find hair care that was personal, effective, and high quality. And just in time for the holidays, Formed gift cards and Form Minis. Form Minis are lifestyle sets for hair care on the go. Whether you want to transform, move, bounce, create, or make sure you stick to the details, Form has you covered. And just for our listeners, go to formbeauty.com forward slash the friend zone to get 10% off and free shipping on your first purchase. And a free form mini when you spend over $50. That's formbeauty.com forward slash the friend zone. Get personal with form. Now to move on over to TV land. Well, this week, um, <sighs> the Real Housewives of Atlanta came back with week two, week three, excuse me. Um, Sheree had a party at her home, Chateau Sheree, which is actually beautiful on the inside from what we've seen. <laughs> Chateau Sheree. Right. She had a party at Chateau Sheree for her mama, Thelma, um, who turned 70, so they had a 70s-themed birthday party, which I guess the number 70 was enough for them to feel like there was a connection because I just don't understand why they had a 70s party just because her mama was turning 70, but it wasn't my party or my mama, so I just stayed <laughs> out of it. But the party was at Sheree's house. Um, <clears throat> everybody had a really good time. You can just tell the tone is a little bit different this season. You can tell there's been a switch in the producers and in the creative direction of the show. There's just a lot of parties. Everything's really produced, and they're not really focusing on, like, the actual storyline between the women. It's just they're putting them in these scenarios. So next week, though, they're going to shake things up. Marlo Hampton returns. We get to witness her and NeNe making amends. And we also get to see Kim Zosiak and Kenya Moore argue over absolutely nothing because they don't even know each other. So the fact that they have this rift of hatred is just amazing to me, but it's going to be good TV, so I'll watch it. Portia um, also showed her ass this week with her sister. She goes on the show, and her whole storyline this year has been, oh, you know, I'm not really focusing on friends. I'm going to be with my family after the fallout she had with the Phaedra lie and all that other shit. Um, and so they show her in each scene with her family because really nobody really was filming with Portia, so she filmed with her sister and her mom every every um, scene. And there is still, you know, elements of interest when it comes to her, but overall it's boring. But we got to see her and her sister actually arguing this week over her sister wanting fair treatment and to be paid appropriately, and Portia essentially kicking her out of the picture completely when it came to conceptualizing this idea. They had to open a hair salon and all this stuff. So Portia's basically just showing her true colors. She's been trying to stay in a space of oh I'm just at peace I'm not arguing this season whatever whatever because as you know she has a record behind her uh, violent occurrences on the show and everybody thinks Portia oh, is she meant like head. a literal record no I mean she got one of them too <laughs> okay but she be throwing them hands yeah and so I think she's trying to like not appear you know volatile or whatever this season Aggressive. but it's a coming <laughs> um, other than that the show I'm, like all the storylines there just hasn't been anything really meaty yet this season 
season. But next week, all that's going to change because Marlo's back. Kim Zosiak is coming back. Nene back. Big back. Everything is just, you know, it's going to be good. So I saw someone tweet, if you're having trouble sleeping lately to put on Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's been boring. but That's crazy. You know, and but it really, I've been I've been trying not to say it's been boring because I'm like, what constitutes exciting reality television for me? Why can't I just be interested in what they're showing? True. And I have been able to find things like seeing Cynthia date, you know what I mean, and be this you know new divorcee, and you know have this this thriving dating life. That's been interesting to watch. Um, but everything else. Outside of, like, candy scenes, because I'm in love with, like, her little baby. I think her baby mm-hmm. is adorable, and just seeing her with that baby is just something for me to enjoy. I love it. But Candy has been making me entertained on the Escape reality show. Mm-hmm. So shifting gears over to there. I seen it. It's so good. It's this week. Oh, my God. I can't wait for you to watch it so we can fucking talk about it because there's some things you need to see. Oh, God. Um, Go ahead. Just talk about it. Talk about it. It's just that this week we see them actually in L.A. for the BET Awards. You get to see Tiny's daughter Zanique doing her own performance and see the girls all supporting her in that, which is cool to see because they essentially watch this baby grow up. So seeing her perform is, like, dope. Um, You get to see Tiny kind of feeling a little bit weird because T.I. wasn't around but all the other girls' husbands were there and he didn't come to their performance and it was just Aww. she felt Damn. you know a little sad about that. You get to see a really dope moment of her like literally in the bed with all her children Zanique and her two sons King and Major and beautiful little heiress and just see them at home chilling sweatpants hair tied with no makeup on chilling at the crib with the family. It's just good to see because you know Aww, we love Tiny. Sweet. Did it look like family hustle? They did not look like family hustle. They looked like family comfort oh, <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it was just look really good um so that was good to see um married to medicine has been taking me there emotionally because i feel so sorry for dr jackie i cannot believe curtis cheated on her dr jackie was actually on sister circle live hey. and she said that or no excuse me she was on sister circle live but the interview that i was about to reference was on watch what happens live and she said that she filed for divorce three days after the cheating allegations came out so i was a little confused as to whether dr jackie was going to go through with the divorce but it's looking like she is so that is something, I guess, that some people can find some sort of satisf- satisfaction in because we really didn't know which way she was going and everybody's so fucking mad at Curtis for cheating on her. So it's good to see her, you know, bounce back a little bit with that. Yes. Um, there's a lot of other stuff on television. Love and Hip Hop New York really hasn't been interesting to me. I no. don't care about anything that's going on no. there and I've been trying to make Damn. myself care. I just don't. I don't. Who's on it again? I don't know. <laughs> um, Bianca, Young B, so Bianca, some girl she you about to name with. a whole bunch of people nobody cares about. Right, that's how bad it is. It's just that bad. <laughs> so I'm. Just what about not... um, Mariah Lynn? She's still there. Yeah, she, ma, that's the crazy thing. You have people that you don't really care about with these big storylines, and it's like we don't really care about this. But there's nobody like knockout with like something really interesting that you want to hear about or say. She was on there. Okay. Mariah Lynn was on there arguing with this guy who was supposed to be her boyfriend throwing seeds at birds because she felt like he would feel at home around birds since he she thought he was dating some other girl. Okay. And I wanted to invite him to his natural habitat. Right. No, she said she Are wanted you Well first she said she no. wanted to invite him and, and uh create ambiance or some bullshit. And then she said that to him. And I was like, what? <laughs> so like she did she does all that and then but she's doing show. it with like these two big dookie <laughs> braids going down the sides of her oh head my God. and prom earrings. <laughs> 
I was so confused. Literally, what, you like see a Sante's reaction. <laughs> like, like there's, there's, it's like the a two jewel hoops. drop. Oh, okay. Shit. And so there's a big rhinestone. The, two jewel drop. There's a rhinestone piece with a big teardrop jewel hanging off of it. Literally, prom earrings. I'm like, why is she in the park throwing <laughs> seeds at birds with a nigga that don't care nothing about her and prom earrings on? I've just been so confused. And her song is too much money in the bank. <laughs> I've just been confused I've just been so confused So that's what makes it Less than satisfying To watch it Another person Little Mo Now Oh Little Mo I'm such a Little Mo fan When it comes to her music And like what she did To this day She's got one of the Greatest covers of Cindy Lauper's Time After Time That I've ever heard In my life How the fuck ever Why Why Cynthia Why <laughs> Cynthia Little Mo Loving Dargan why are you doing Damn. this? There's no reason for her to... She really wants us to believe that she's forcing Carl Dargan to take a lie detector test to prove whether he cheated or not after years of these rumors, years of shots from text messages, all this stuff. But you want us to believe that just right now that you're in love and hip-hop, you decided to make an issue of it. He gonna take a lie detector test. Well, I'm gonna find out. I wanna line. know what's going on. And no, uh, and just all that over-fucking-animated shit in her, in her confessionals, all of that. I just don't understand it because you're a singer. I get that you feel like this vehicle can drive people closer to your music and interest in that. But you don't have to do all these other things to make us interested in your music. We like you because of your voice, Little Mo. It's always just been that. That's it. So all this extra stuff is so disheartening. And I could crack so many jokes and say some things that you and these listeners would never forget. But I don't want to do that to her because I respect her music. And it just makes me feel so sad and downtrodden. <laughs> so I'm just going to shut up. But what I will say is her little boy, when she shot that scene, there's a scene of her this week talking to her son Justin who's from her second marriage um, and she's saying she's asking him about what he saw because apparently he googled her name and the thing the answers that he was giving I could tell they weren't scripted he's just a very um, present little boy and you know a little grown ass little boy mm -hmm. or whatever and I was looking at him sitting up there telling her I googled um, Lamo and um, it said um, Carl Dargan Lamo husband cheating on her and he was like looking at her the way, like the way he was saying it. It was just cute, and he was, was being too grown. But bless his little heart for wanting answers and just, Aww. you know, like that kind of stuff was like endearing to me. But I don't want to see little Mo arguing with her husband. I don't want to see her arguing with nobody. I just want her to sing. I don't know why she's there. I don't know why she still feel like she got to have a colored wig for us to be interested. I don't know why she's what? got Carl Dargan on there looking like he needs a loofah, a pumice stone, and a wash rag. Yes. I don't understand why any of these yes. things are there, but they're there. I love. So I'm not gonna say what I could say. Can we just him, move on to the next segment? You need please? to get my cognac sponge. I just I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. And shout out to Sister Sister Circle Live. Please watch that every morning at 9 a.m. <laughs> well, is that it for TV? That's gonna be it. The TV is off. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on over to asking for a friend. As per usual, don't forget to email us at the friends on loudspeakersnetwork.com. The subject of this email is helping put my white coworker in his place. All right, now. All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> Greetings. I would like to be anonymous as I am not trying to fuck up this good paycheck. But you still want us to know. <laughs> okay. I need some advice on what I should do about my nosy-ass, petty-ass, white-privileged-ass coworker. I just started a job about a week ago, and so far, so good. 
My old boss brought me to, to her new company because she knows my work ethic and just needed me on her team. Mm. This team now consists of three of us. My boss, myself, and a white guy named Mike. Fake name. <sighs> so on Wednesday, I'm typing this on a Thursday. So yesterday, I had to go to my old job to pick up my final paycheck. I absolutely do not play about my money. What should have been a 30-minute thing turned into a three-hour ordeal because they gave me a check with some bullshit routing and account numbers. I knew I wasn't going to be at work on time, so I text my boss to let her know what's going on. And she perf- she's perfectly fine with me coming in late because she knew what was up as she worked for that employer as well. I get it all situated and come to work at my current job at 11 a.m., two hours late. My boss isn't there, but the coworker Mike is. Fast forward to an hour, and he says to me, this space is making me a little sleepy. Are you feeling the same way? I reply, no, I'm good, actually. Maybe you just need some coffee and energy drink or maybe air, but I feel great. His response to that was, well, you just got here at 11, so you shouldn't be tired. I didn't know that we could just come to work whenever we want. When did they start allowing that? So he set that whole thing up <laughs> for her to say that. Okay. <laughs> it took, oh wow, what a question! It took everything in me not to Sharkisha his ass for saying that. He has been here for about two years, and I know just having two two niggas come in with higher job titles, I'm just sure burns his biscuits. So he tries to take out his frustration any way he can, whether it's verbal or even not responding to emails. What would you have done, or what have you done when your coworkers were out of line making shady comments? Thanks for your advice. I would have politely responded and told him that you're right you didn't know because it was none of your business. It was nothing for you to know. Stay out of grown folks' business. Close mouth smile. Blue. Thank you. Blue. Friend, what would you have said? I mean, the boss already knows, which I think is... Your only priority is just to not look reckless in front of the boss. You ain't rolling up two hours late in front of her like that without her knowing why. He just doesn't understand why it is. And obviously he's like, well, you wouldn't be tired because you just want to. <laughs> well, friend, you cool with the boss. So you wouldn't do a little something extra to his ass? No. You sure? Y'all know I nah, would not. Nah, nah. I would just be like. You going to pull out one of your sprays and just. <laughs> No, I would tell him. I'd be like, um, it's nothing for you to worry about. It's a, it already got figured out with the boss. Yeah. And I would leave it at that. That's it. I mean, there's pretty much, these are pretty much all right answers. I have another right answer. I mean. A I, petty note one? I mean, it's pretty petty. But <laughs> for him to be like, I didn't know we were just coming in whenever we wanted. I'd have been like, I didn't know we had to let people that weren't our bosses know Ooh. things that aren't their business. Like. It was not his business. Why you that were late? That is such an Asante You answer. know it is. Because it was not his business. So for him to get smart with you about your business, you are, you are more than welcome, I feel. The I sass. Feel, to go on ahead and sass him right back. Just to let his ass know that not everything is about his ass. You were at your old job minding your business doing what you needed to do. He didn't have to worry about doing extra work or anything, I'm assuming, because your ass is black. So I know that your work was done when you walked in because that's how we do. We don't leave the office until we know shit's going to be set set up for success the next day when we go in. His ass probably came and fucked some shit up before you got there. That's why he was mad. 
anyway, don't I'm let... I'm still dead at him setting up the line of right. questioning. Like, oh, So he, calculated, yo. And that's even more reason to read his ass. You need to go ahead and tell him, listen, you know, we're on a team and I respect you. You get your work done and I'm going to continue to get my work done. But here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to be smart with each other. <laughs> we're not going to create a negative environment for each other because we all want to come here. We all want to work. And hey, just like you want to get some extra sleep, you could have texted the boss last night or you could have texted her early this morning and said you was going to be a little late because you wanted an extra little nap. But you didn't do that because you had things that you needed to do. And I had things that I needed to do before I got to this job. So I let my boss know what those things were <laughs> in case you needed to know. And that's where I would draw the line. I wouldn't let his ass know what it was about. He don't need to know shit. Dead. But if yeah. I had to let him know something, that's what I would let his ass know. <laughs> okay. But that's it over here. I hope you do not have to continue to deal with that shit. You need to check his ass ASAP or he's going to continue to not respond to certain emails. And then one day your ass ain't going to respond to an email trying to be petty with him and get caught out there. Don't do that shit. I mean, he's definitely testing his boundaries, too. Yes. By playing that little game just to see if he can get you flustered. And that's or... why you got to check right. him now. Yeah. Agreed. You got to do that. And I'm start sorry. throwing his food away out the refrigerator, too. <laughs> Even if his name is on it. Especially if his name is on it. <laughs> That's it over here. Now moving on to the Black Business of the Week. Oh, friend. yeah. What you got for us? So I wanted to shout out the Sable Collective, which is a boutique in Philadelphia curated for women of color to explore their narratives of joy, beauty, and wellness. They feature high-quality clothing, jewelry, housewares, beauty, and wellness products, majority of which come from women or folks of color. They're very intentional about creating a retail experience where brown folks feel welcomed and represented. Yes. The owners are named Shanti Mayers and Sarita Scott. These are uh, Shanti is actually, if those of you who have been around the uh, YouTube blog natural hair scene, you'll know her as being partners with <laughs> Antoinette and Around the Way Curls. Ah. Um, so Shanti is an old, old, old friend, and I'm so proud of her because she opened this dope-ass uh, collective in Philly, and it's such a cute shop. It's a little boutique. When I was with her, she was actually with me in Cuba, and she was buying art in Cuba. Oh, nice. Yes, so which dope. I thought was so... I was like, yo, that's so cool, dude. <laughs> You're buying art to take back with you to sell at your boutique. Like, so dope. So she does Fly. that. She travels and curates really amazing artwork by people of color so that it can be sold to people of color. And um, they have crystals, smoking pipes, um, handmade coasters with icons. They even have handmade soaps and makeup. Uh, local clothing brands so they have like thrift items in case you want to get your Whoa. thrift on um what else sage incense they have palo santo for those of hey. you in philly that want to know where to get yours um get you a plug now right they have prayer candles black girl magic flasks journals pins and patches they even have yoni eggs um, the address is 3133 North 22nd Street in Philly. The social media is at The Sable Collective. That's T-H-E-S-A-B-L-E Collective. And that's on Instagram and FB. And you can also do some online shopping with them at www.thesablecollective.com. Coming events, um, they have Black Joy, Black Art, Black Wealth, Black Owned, Black Friday. That's hey, how she told me to I read like it. That. I like all that black. <laughs> So they're going to have Black Friday sales on November 24th from 3 to 6 p.m. They said there'll be wine, food, and good people and shopping. So definitely check out the shop. 
And definitely check them out for Black Friday online at the Sable Collective online because they'll be having some dope sales too. Yes. So that's it. Just wanted to shout out the, a homie doing something super cool. And that's it for this week's Black Business of the Week. Yes. I just want to shout out a business too, just really, really fast. Um, shout out to Hot Thang Candles. They stopped by the show in uh, hot LA. Hot Thang. Hot Thang, yes. <laughs> I read them candles and I was like, oh, okay, Hot Thang. This is something I can get with. And they brought a, they brought a bag of candles and I was supposed to bring them back for y'all, but y'all know how the luggage game go. So we were lighting some of them candles around the house, or I was lighting around the houses that we were in, and they smell good as hell. So mm, you know I, I just want to shout out to Nakia. I love them. I just want to shout out to Nakia at Hot Thang Candles. Uh, she does candles, lip balms, and uh, even wax melt. Uh, Oh, wax melts. They're soy-based candles. Uh, Blue Lavender was the one that was smelling so fucking bomb. I'm sold. Blue Lavender. Uh, Look, she got them all for you. Blue Lavender, Nag Champa, and uh, there was like Lemon Furbana. It was, yeah, they all smell good as hell. So, shout out to Hot Thing Candles based out of Hollywood. You just brought the candles. You brought the scents. Hot Thing. That's H-O-T-T-H-A-N-G. And I believe that they are on Instagram as well. Hot Thing Candles. Google them or hotthingcandles.com. Super dope. That's it for us this week. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Before we get out of here, do any of you have any church announcements? Not yet. Oh, I love when you do that. (laughs) (laughs) I wish y'all could see Dustin smirk when something's (laughs) coming over the horizon. (laughs) Asante. Nothing over here. (laughs) Um, All of my... You know what's so cool? My schedule for... 2018 is starting to come together. Look at God. Yes. So I'm very excited. I guess the one that I can name right now for February, since I already signed the contract, <laughs> is uh, I'll be at Create and Cultivate, which is an amazing conference um, that takes place in Los... Actually, it takes place all over the country, but they're doing a Los Angeles one. For the last one in Seattle, uh, Issa Rae was the keynote speaker. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, uh, Kim Kardashian is going to be the keynote speaker, <laughs> which I think is... Hilarious! Did you write? You in billing? You are in billing with the Kardashians. I am dead. Right. Once I I saw the flyer, I was like, oh wow! (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what a combination! (laughs) Um, I will be on the panel that will be discussing podcasting one hundred and one and giving you guys tips on how to get started, how to make it work, production, everything you need to know. So I will be posting that flyer very soon. I'm very excited to be in LA, and uh, yeah. Let you, I'll let you know what else is on the schedule as we get closer to it. But 2018 is looking good. I'm very, yeah. very excited about all the projects that are coming ahead. And that's yes. it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, we love you so much. And we'll see you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Don't forget that today's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Planned Parenthood. The Trump administration recently rolled back birth control coverage, allowing employers to deny insurance coverage on religious or moral grounds. 62.4 million people across the country benefit from birth control. If you think birth control should be a right and not a privilege, it's time to get loud. Text ZONE to 22422 and Planned Parenthood will periodically text you ways to fight back. Reproductive rights are human rights, and no one should be able to take away access to birth control, not politicians and not your boss. Again, text ZONE to 22422. Message and data rates apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
the most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.